Okay, last but not least, our final speaker today is Avi Berman from Technion in Israel, and he'll be talking about diagonal stability and completely positive matrices. Thank you. Uh, it was a wonderful uh, conference, wonderful workshop, so uh, allow me to thank the organizers, the people who organized it, uh, Bob, who already went to organize the banquet, uh, Danny, Steve, um, Rosemary, Kate, Florian, whom am I missing? Well, everyone who helped them. Thank you very, very much. It's really great. Um, also, uh, thank you many thanks for all the speakers who said very good, very nice things about me and gave wonderful presentations. Uh, I am not going to say anything nice about myself, <laughs> but I, will, I want to make a little advertisement for the 16th Haifa Matrix Theory Conference. We plan for November of next year. And all are welcome. We would be very happy to have you in Haifa next November. I want to, this talk is about two concepts that I enjoy working with, diagonal stability and complete positivity, and so I'll say a few things about them and mention a connection between two in a paper, in a recent paper with Bob and with Chris King, Christopher King. And as it says, all the matrices uh, in the talk will be real, and in general, they'll be n by n. A matrix is positive semi-definite, as we know, if it is either if it is a symmetric and we talk about real matrices. So if it is symmetric and all the eigenvalues are non-negative, or another another way is that it can be written as b times b transpose, where b is b times b transpose, or Again, it is symmetric, and the quadratic form x transpose ax is non-negative. And the matrix A is positive definite if the eigenvalues are positive, or A is B times B transpose where B is non-singular, so A is non-singular, or the quadratic form is positive for every x non for every non-zero x. Now this uh, Definitions can be relaxed or changed. Uh, if, for example, we want A to be B times B transpose, where B is element-wise non-negative, then the matrix is completely positive. So a matrix is completely positive if it can be decomposed as B times B transpose, where B is element-wise non-negative. 
Another way to change the definition is in another direction. If we look at the quadratic form definition, if we want x transpose ax to be non-negative for every non-negative x, and we want a to be symmetric, then the matrix is co-positive. So a is co-positive if it is symmetric, and x transpose ax is non-negative for non-negative x. And, uh, well, I don't know if the names are so good, but completely positive matrices are not totally, non-negative matrices are not totally positive matrices, uh, even though uh, a totally non-negative matrix, which is symmetric, is completely positive. It also should not be confused with completely positive maps and not with positive, completely positive maps, which, uh, with, with these uh, remarks, uh, I can go to the definition of diagonal stability. A matrix A is stable, or as uh, Trisho called it, a Hurwitz matrix, if uh, all its eigenvalues lie in the left part of the complex plane. So A is stable if the real part of the spectrum is negative, and the classical theorem of Lyapunov says that A is stable if and only if there exists a positive definite matrix X, such that AX plus XA transpose is negative definite, such that minus AX plus XA transpose is positive definite. If in this theorem, in this condition, we can replace the condition that X is positive definite by the saying that A is diagonal and positive definite. In other words, A is what is called diagonally, uh, a positive diagonal matrix. Then uh, we say that A is diagonally stable. So a matrix A is diagonally stable if there exists a positive diagonal matrix D such that minus AD plus DA transpose is positive definite. Uh, diagonally stable matrices are important in, for, in ma many applications, uh, including predator-prey uh, systems, uh, Volterra uh, models, and so on. Uh, and there is, uh, actually, this is a very nice, lect nice lecture in, in the sense that it's nice in the, well, it's, it's a good lecture for a retirement talk, because uh, this theorem with Barker and Plemons, Phil Barker, is about 40 years old, 1971, and uh, it said that A is diagonally stable if and only if there, for every non-zero positive semi-definite matrix X, the matrix XA has a negative diagonal entry. And what I'll do is kind of, uh, in the papers with Chris and with Bob, we um, had a version of this theorem that came out from a problem that uh, we had to solve or people were interested in. Um, this is a, a theorem on consistency over uh, cones. It's really, uh, so let me say a few things about these inequalities, but um, of course it is, um, 
it follows from the Hahn-Banach theorem. It's a finite, uh, it's a separation theorem or alternative theorem. So let me uh, briefly uh, recall some definitions. Uh, some of them were mentioned earlier. Uh, let U and V be. I only need it for matrix cones, so let U and V be finite dimensional in inner product vector spaces. K is a convex cone. If it is closed under addition and under multiplication by a non-negative scalar. And the dual of a set S, the dual of set S, S star, is a set of all vectors in V that make a, a right or an acute angle with all the vectors of S. So S star is all the vectors V such that, for, uh, that the inner product of V and S is non-negative for every uh, S in S, in capital S. Uh, S itself can be a, uh, not necessarily a cone, but S star is always a closed convex cone. Um, for example, uh, the dual of the all space is the origin. The dual of the origin is all space. Um, if you look at uh, this example in R2, the dual of this cone, is, oh, you cannot see it, but the dual of the, these two cones are duals of each other. And um, as I said, it follows from the Hanbanach theorem that if K1 is a convex cone with non-empty interior in U, and if K2 is a convex cone with non-empty interior in V, that's what Rafi called a a full cones, full con convex cones. And if T is a linear transformation from U to V, then we have the following characterization, following consistency, consistent theorem. There exists an X in the interior of K such that the image Tx Sorry, there exists an X in the interior of K1, such that the image Tx is in the interior of K2, if and only if the only vector Y in the dual of K2, the only Y in K2 star, for which minus T star Y is in K1 star, is a zero vector. That's a separation theorem, and uh, to apply it to the uh, result with uh, Barger and Plemons, we consider the vector space of symmetric matrices. R n in brackets is a set n by n real symmetric matrices with the inner product A, B is a trace of A times B. Uh, the cone PSD that uh, Rafi also mentioned earlier is a closed convex cone in Rn and it is self-dual. The dual of PSD is PSD. Uh, the interior of PSD is a set of all the positive definite matrices. If you look at the set of non-negative diagonal matrices, this is also a cone, and it's itself dual also, and its interior consists of all the positive diagonal matrices. So uh, we put these things together, and and we get that uh, we get the result that I mentioned before, because uh, we, we look at the uh, transformation that takes d to minus a d plus d a transpose and compute its uh, 
it compute t star and we get that t star of x is minus twice the diagonal of x times a and so we get this result that I mentioned that um, there exists uh, that a is positive is diagonally stable if and only for every non-zero x for every non-zero positive semi-definite matrix x x a must have a negative diagonal entry. Let, me, let us look at an example. Uh, it's known, but uh, just it's easy to do it as an example. What are the two by two diagonally stable matrices? So we want to know for, uh, what are the conditions on x, y, z, w, so that x, y, z, w is diagonally stable. So if we multiply the matrix by 1, 0, 0, 0, it, it shows the, the product, we multiply it by a non-zero positive semi-definite matrix, so the diagonal, it must have a negative diagonal entry. This means that X must be negative. If we multiply it by 0, 0, 0, 1, it means that a W has to be negative. In fact, that's, uh, in this way we see that the diagonal entries of a diagonally stable matrix must be negative. Now, in this case, where it's a two-by-two two matrix, uh, the matrix has to be stable, so, and we talk about real matrices, so the determinant is positive, so another condition is that X times W is greater than Y times Z, and the claim is that these are the conditions for X, Y, Z, W to be diagonally stable. Uh, X has to be negative, W has to be negative, and X times W has to be greater than Y times Z. And to show it, we compute, uh, com uh, we multiply x, y, z, w on the left by a, b, b, c. We want a, b, b, c to be a positive semi-definite matrix. Uh, if the diagonal of this product is non-negative, then uh, we want to show that a and b and c must be zero. And uh, indeed, we we have that AX plus BZ is non-negative, so BZ is greater than or equal to minus AX. Similarly, uh, BY is greater than minus CW. Both are non-negative, so we can multiply them. We get that B squared ZY is greater than or equal to ACXW. So suppose B is non-zero. We uh, can divide and we get that one is greater than ZY over XW, which is greater than AC, greater than equal to AC over B square, which is greater than equal to 1. 1 is greater than 1, contradiction, so B must be 0. Now we know that B is 0, we plug it in and we get easily that both A and C are 0. Okay. In some applications, the condition that we had that say that for x non-zero, x transpose ad plus da transpose x is negative, can be relaxed, so I follow Steve by relax, with relaxation, uh, can be relaxed to uh, assume this thing only for non-negative x's. So we want uh, x transpose ad plus da transpose x to be negative for every non-zero, non-negative x. And uh, this is said, in this case, we say that minus AD plus DA transpose is strictly co-positive. 
Let's denote by COPOS, by COPOS, the set of copositive matrices. Uh, it's, again, a convex cone. It's a closed convex cone. Its interior consists of the strictly copositive matrices. And if we denote by CP the set of completely positive matrices, we have uh, something that was proved by Holland Neumann uh, many years ago, uh, and they showed that the dual of copose is CP, and the dual of CP is copose. The dual of the cone of completely positive matrices is the copositive matrices and uh, vice versa. Paul is, by the way, the one who is to be blamed for, the, for using the name completely positive matrices, and he used it in connection with block designs, uh, in his, and there is a chapter on it in his book on combinatorics, Marshall Hall. Uh, we can say that A is diagonally cost-stable. That's a kind of an ad hoc definition. If there exists a positive diagonal matrix D, such that minus AD plus DA transpose is strictly copositive. And in a very same way as we had the proof of the Barker-Plemons uh, result, we can show that A is diagonally cost-stable if and only if for every non-zero. Now, uh, in the other uh, uh, condition, we had the positive semi-definite conditions. But here, we have the copositive conditions. So the dual cone is a cone of completely positive. So the statement would be that A is diagonally cost-stable if and only if for every non-zero completely positive matrix X, XA has a negative diagonal entry. Yeah. Completely positive means that A, A is B times B transpose, where B is element-wise non-negative. Co-positive is that the quadratic form is non-negative for non-zero X. So this may be a good reason to ask the question, what are the completely positive matrices? And uh, I already told you more yesterday, but um, a good book on it is a book that I have with Nomi, Shaked Monderer, a book called Completely Positive Matrices. And since I think it is the only book on the topic, I can say that it is the best one. <laughs> it's a lovely book, by the way. Okay, so what can we say about completely positive matrices? What are the completely positive matrices? Uh, obviously, they must be doubly non-negative. They must, well, they must be uh, element-wise non-negative because they are product of a non-negative matrix times its transpose, and it's a positive semi-definite matrix. So we can say that A must be doubly non-negative. It's non-negative in both senses in the element-wise order, and in the Levner's order, in the positive semi-definite order. So it must be doubly non-negative. And Maxwell and Mintz showed, well, I must tell you a story about Mintz, which I, I told Shmuel yesterday, and I, it's kind of fine. Uh, and it's also kind of a retirement recollection. Uh, when, um, I think in 71, also about the same time, I invited the uh, Enric Mintz to give a talk in, I, I worked at that time in the Center de Research Mathematique in Montreal. And we had a very efficient secretary. 
So about a week before he came, she sent him a check, which is okay, it's nice, uh, for the talk, with a letter, thank you very much for the wonderful talks that you gave. <laughs> but he, ca he still came and gave the talk, and it was great. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, what Maxfield and Mintz showed is, is that uh, this condition, this uh, necessary condition, is uh, sufficient only for small matrices. So it is sufficient for n less than equal to 4. But, uh, and here is an example that shows that it is not uh, sufficient. This is a doubly non-negative matrix. One can see that it's an element-wise non-negative. One can easily check that it is positive semi-definite, but it is not completely positive. Um, okay, we can uh, apply this theorem to see what are the two-by-two two, uh, diagonally cost-stable matrices. The stable matrices that are cost-stable, that are cost, diagonally cost-stable, are exactly the same that we had before. Uh, but of course, in general, uh, here we are, are. This is a matrix. One, one minus three minus two is a stable matrix, but is not diagonally cost-stable and uh, minus one matrix of all minus ones is diagonally cost-stable, but of course it's not stable because it's, non, because it's singular. So let's go back to complete positivity for a second. I want very briefly to, to say a few things about it, and I'll skip some of the things, because uh, a very important uh, result, a lovely result here, uh, has to do with the comparison matrix of a, a matrix A. The comparison matrix of a given matrix uh, is the one that you get by putting absolute values on the diagonal and minus the absolute values of diagonal. If the matrix uh, that you start with is non-negative, all you do is you keep the diagonal and you put minus uh, of diagonal. And uh, a graph, well, we, we had definitions of graphs. A graph, here is, our matrices are symmetric. So a graph, GA of a matrix A, will have, if it's n by n matrix, will have n vertices, 1 to n, and will have an edge between i and j if aij is non-zero, and we don't want loops, so if i is non, not equal to j. And then we say that A is a matrix realization of G of A. Here are three examples. Um, oops. This, the graph of this matrix is a triangle. The graph of this matrix is a pentagon. And this is an example of a bipartite graph which corresponds to this matrix. And uh, the result of uh, Drew, Charlie Johnson, and Rafi, Rafi Levy, says that uh, if A is a symmetric matrix, non-negative, element-wise non-negative, so you look at the matrix and you can see that it's element-wise non-negative and you can see that it's symmetric. If the comparison matrix is positive semi-definite, then A is completely positive. Uh, again, this is a lovely sufficient condition. It's not necessary. Uh, and the simple example is the one uh, with all the one with all ones, the three by three matrix or any matrix with all ones, 
is completely positive because it's a column of ones times or of ones, but the comparison matrix has minus before the uh, uh, in the off-diagonal matrix, so it has negative eigenvalues. However, if the graph of A is triangle-free, then the converse is true. So if um, the graph of a matrix is triangle-free, then A and A is uh, element-wise non-negative and symmetric, then A is completely positive if and only if its comparison matrix is positive semi-definite. Uh, let's go back for, to the question of, of to the necessary condition. We said that A, for A to be completely positive, it must be a doubly non-negative. So when is a doubly non-negative uh, completely positive. Uh, we, we say that the graph is completely positive if every doubly non-negative matrix realization of the graph is completely positive. So we, we know such graphs because we know that small graphs are completely positive. For up to, for n less than equal to 4, all the graphs are completely positive. Uh, the general result on this question is on a work in a paper with Natalie Kogan. It was her thesis, and with and then independently it was proved by Ando. And it says that uh, a graph is completely positive if and only if it does not contain an odd cycle of lengths greater than four. Uh, the proof is nice, but I think I'll skip it except by mentioning that. It goes in parts. Um, it started with a paper with Danny Hershkovitz and uh, another paper with Bob Grohn. And then uh, we completed the proof with Natalie. And let me summarize uh, what I just said about the necessary and sufficient conditions in the following way. We are given a non element-wise non-negative matrix and we want to know if it is completely positive. So we look at it, and we see that it is symmetric. It has, has to be symmetric, and these are the things that we can see. Then we have these conditions. Uh, if A is completely positive, then it must be positive semi-definite. If the comparison matrix of A is positive semi-definite, then A is completely positive. The in general, the sufficient condition is not necessary and the necessary condition is not sufficient. However, if the graph of A does not contain a triangle, then the sufficient condition is necessary. If the graph of A does not contain an odd cycle of lengths greater than four, then the necessary condition is sufficient. Um, so we can refer to the condition about odd cycle of, great, of lengths greater than four as a long odd cycle, and we can refer to triangles as a short odd cycles, and so we have this uh, summary of the combinatorial uh, solution of the problem. The problem in general is, is open, it's still open, and uh, quite challenging. Uh, Let me just uh, say two little things about it. Uh, 
by, by the last observation, the first interesting thing to consider are cases where we have a triangle and we have an odd long cycle. And the simple uh, case of this would be what uh, we call a house matrix. A matrix whose graph looks like a house. You have a house, and on top of it, you have a roof. And Francesco Barioli has results uh, that studying it. And in a recent paper with Daphna Shasha, we also looked at this problem. And uh, one, thing, uh, one of the things that I like about it is we have some condition. Uh, and the condition is stated in terms of the roof and in terms of the house which is kind of nice. Uh, one, one remark that I want to mention is the concept of a CP rank of a matrix. Uh, say, we said that A is uh, completely positive, if we can write it as B times B transpose, where B is element-wise non-negative. So naturally, the question is, what is the smallest number of columns of such a matrix B? Suppose is A is completely positive, what is the smallest number of columns of B? And there are many works on this direction. Still, it's not uh, completely, uh, the answer is not completely known. Uh, but there are papers that uh, some of the people sitting here did. Uh, Tom Laffey had a paper with John Hanna on the CP rank, and uh, Raffi had uh, a paper with uh, Bichum and maybe with others. No, but definitely with Bichum. Tom. And uh, it, it's, a, it's still a nice topic. It is a nice topic. Let's go back to diagonal stability and consider the following problem. And that's really where the interest on the problem was kind of integrated. Uh, given matrices A1 up to AM and B1 up to BL, is there a positive diagonal matrix D such that for all the A's, AID plus DAI transpose is negative definite. And for all the B's, minus BID plus DBI transpose is strictly copositive. Um, strictly copositive. And if such a D exists, and there are applications where one, in large-scale large control problems, one is interested in finding such a common D, uh, if uh, such a D exists, we can we call refer to it as a common diagonal layer pool of matrix to the D. And we can look at it as a special case of the following question. Suppose little k, lowercase k, is a convex cone in Rn. Uh, if A is symmetric and for every x in k, x transpose A k, x transpose AX is non-negative, we say that A is K-copositive. Not we say, that's Ellen Hoffman and Emily Hinsworth uh, defined in a paper on this topic. And, uh, and then we can uh, def similarly define strictly K-copositive. And let us denote by capital K the set of little K-copositive matrices. So again, it's a, a convex, closed convex cone. And we have um, a similar situation to the two special cases that we talked on so far are when little k is the whole space. If little k is Rn, then capital K is positive semi-definite, the cone of positive semi-definite matrices. 
and when little k is a non-negative orthant, Rn plus, then capital K is a set of co-positive matrices. And then in the theorem or with uh, uh, Chris and with Bob, we have the following uh, statement. As I said, it's really a version of the paper with Phil Barker and with Bob Lemons with the adaptation of the transformations that we use. Uh, so we have A1 up to AS in RNN, general cones, and we have a K, capital, K1 up to KS convex cones with non-empty interiors in the space of symmetric matrices. Then there exists a positive diagonal matrix D, such that minus AID plus DAI transpose is in, is in the interior of KI, if and only if, and then we, we take the uh, operator, compute its uh, dual, and we get, if and only for every, any set, any S matrices, not all of them equal to zero, X1 up to XS, such that XI is in KI star, sum of XI AI must have a negative diagonal entry. And uh, the proof is obvious. We, we use the fact that the uh, uh, dual of a uh, product of K1 up to Ks is a product of the duals, similar result on the interiors, and, and we compute a T star, and we get that it's minus two times the diagonal of the sum of the matrices. And as a corollary, we get an answer to the question that uh, uh, interested us. There exists a positive diagonal matrix D, such that minus AID plus DAI transpose is positive definite for I from 1 to M, and minus BID plus DBI transpose is strictly co-positive for I from 1 to L, if and only if, and here I, can, I see a mistake, if and only if, uh, if X1 up to XM are positive semi-definite, and YI up to YL are completely positive, and not all of them are zero, then the sum of XIAI plus the sum of YIBI must have a negative diagonal entry. There is a diagonal missing here, so it's, it must have a, a, a negative diagonal entry. Uh, okay, let's look at an example. Consider the two, uh, two, these two matrices that are diagonally uh, stable. We know that they are diagonally stable by, because the uh, diagonal is uh, negative and the determinants are positive. Uh, and the question is, can we find a common diagonally appointable matrix D such that both minus AD plus DA transpose and minus BD plus DB transpose are positive definite? And the answer is no, because we can find positive semi-definite matrices not non-zero, both of them are non-zero, 2, 4, 4, 8, and 1, minus 1, minus 1, 1, and we multiply it and we get diagonal entries, uh, we, we get zero on the diagonal. So this means that we have matrices, positive semi-definite matrices non-zero, uh, and we do not have a negative entry on the diagonal. So this means that we cannot find a common Lyapunov diagonal matrix. So the natural question is, 
can we relax some of the requirement? Can we, instead of asking, asking that uh, minus ADN plus DA transpose and minus BD plus DB transpose are positive definite, maybe we can relax one of them to strict, uh, positive, strict co-positivity. Uh, clearly, we cannot do it with the first matrix because if we look at 2448, since it's a two by two matrix, we know that it's not only positive semi-definite, it's completely positive. So we cannot relax it here. But uh, we can uh, relax it in the other direction. There, there is a common diagonal Lyapunov matrix D such that minus AD plus DA transpose is positive definite and minus BD plus DB transpose is strictly co-positive. Uh, just the other way, I read it. So let me read it again. Uh, there does exist a positive diagonal matrix D, such that minus AD plus DA transpose is strictly co-positive, and minus BD plus DB transpose is positive uh, definite. To show it, we uh, want to find, we want to have to show that if we take X to be positive semi-definite, and if we take Y, DEEF, DEEF to be completely positive, and if we make the diagonal, if the diagonal of the product is, 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 is non-negative, then X and Y must be zero. So we uh, check it and we get, and here I can see another mistake, uh, but we get that B minus A plus E minus D is non-negative, minus C plus nine, minus nine E minus F is non-negative, C and E and F are non-negative. Uh, C is non-negative because the matrix is positive definite, and D and, and E and F are non-negative because the matrix is completely positive, the second matrix, the Y. And this implies that C and E and F are zero. We plug it in and we conclude that uh, here it should be A and D are non-negative, not, not uh, positive, and we conclude that both A and D are zero, and this shows that X and Y are zero, and this shows that we can find the common diagonal uh, Lyapunov matrix, and this completes the proof. Thank you very much. Yes, so number one, so it's sort of the basic question in uh, so uh, completely positive, is it NP-hard or it's yes. polynomial? Do you know? It's NP-hard. Yeah. Okay, and so of course your, the, the diagonal stability is polynomial. Thank you.